I'm Mitch Golich, and welcome to episode 35 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and also find me on social media for food pictures to go along with every episode. So today is the second episode about a meal from my honeymoon in New Zealand. Last time I did it by myself. This time I am bringing back the most popular guest in this podcast history. Who else could it be? Back for her sixth episode. It is my wife, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hi, Mitch. Did you have fun on our honeymoon? I had a lot of fun on our honeymoon. Well, great. So did I. We are going to talk about one of our meals. We had a lot of very good meals in New Zealand. I think that's fair to say. And this is one of the, has to be the most extravagant meal that we had there. One of the more memorable ones that we've had maybe ever together. I'm going to say it's the most extravagant meal we've ever had together ever. And maybe one, maybe the most extravagant meal I have ever had. Yeah. And I definitely feel the same way. We are going to talk about an awesome place called Hans Herzog. So I don't know how familiar uh, anyone out there is with New Zealand. I was going to get there. This is in wine country. It's in Blenheim. And we were there for a couple days touring uh, a lot of different wineries. It's actually not in Blenheim. It's in Marlborough, which is the wine region of New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you. You're here to correct all of the facts. I'm just here for my enthusiasm. Uh, I think we were staying in Blenheim, but I don't actually think that the winery was in Blenheim. But it was in the Marlborough region. Sure. Their wine region. The Marlborough region, the wine region. So uh, we got a lot of recommendations for basically everywhere that we went on the trip. And we were looking for the best possible restaurant to have a good meal while we were in this area. We were there for one night. And we had dinner here at Hans Herzog. They have two restaurants. One is a more casual bistro, and then one is their gourmet restaurant. And at the gourmet restaurant, they have the degustation menu, which is a seven-course meal, each one paired with a different wine. The sommelier was there explaining why they picked each of the wines to pair with each course, and just an awesome experience in their nice dining room. We figured we're here, we're never gonna be back in our lives, let's do the degustation menu. And uh, I think we both agree it was the right call. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so we've got a seven-course meal. Now, I like to try and keep these episodes pretty short, and uh, so we're not going to have too much time to go into all the details about every single course, but I guess we should uh, just run through them. Do you have any uh, thoughts off the top, though, just like your general, uh, you know, I don't know, expectations coming in, or just what it was like when we walked in and, and seeing the place and what the vibe was like? Uh, well, the winery was really nice. Um, I remember it looked like a winery surrounded by mountains and uh yeah it was it was really quaint and very sort of calm when we went there weren't a lot of other people there which was kind of nice and we i my expectations were that it was going to be great and it was it definitely lived up yeah we got there on the earlier side and we were there for a long time this was uh, at least a two-hour meal uh maybe longer and it was nice to just kind of sit there and they didn't rush us at all they let us just uh you know take our, our leisurely time and enjoy ourselves enjoy the food enjoy the wine sit for a while and uh you know a few other tables of people came in but it was pretty quiet and it was not crowded and I'm it was pretty uh, sure we were there for like four hours <laughs> four hours <laughs> we were there, for a, <laughs> we were there for a long time all right so i will just quickly run through each of the courses and then we will come back at the end and just talk about some of our favorites and some of the more interesting things and uh, we'll kind of do it that way. So the first course was the Trilogy of Beetroot, which had three different kinds of beets, 
One of them was stuffed with goat cheese, different colors. One of the beets was actually shaved on top like a powder. So because all of these courses were served in sort of interesting ways, which again, we can get to uh, some of our favorites at the end. The second course was an asparagus soup, which the bowl actually had truffle oil on the bottom and this slow cooked soft orange egg. And then they uh, did the thing where they pour the soup into the bowl while you're sitting at the table and uh, just this delicious asparagus soup with pieces of asparagus in it. The third course was our pasta course, which had these, they were these uh, sort of long and thin uh, pieces of pasta that were filled with ricotta cheese and spinach and everything was local. It was, uh, they actually have an Italian cheese maker nearby in New Zealand. So they have nice Italian ricotta cheese and uh, the spinach. And then what was really interesting about it is they had this lemon froth on top, which was like this uh, bubbly lemon, uh, you know, like Sam's making a, a funny froth. face. Yeah, froth. Um, you know, like you get more in a coffee, but it was just interesting because you put it in your mouth and it just disappeared and it was this uh, interesting lemon flavor on our spinach and ricotta cheese pasta. Because it was froth. Because it was froth. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess there's no good way to describe froth other froth. than it is. Yeah, I guess people know what froth is. I can, uh, I can give them that. Um, fourth was our fish course, which was uh, John Dory fish with this, uh, with some skin on top, this really salty skin. Uh, served with cucumber balls, fennel, and dill, um, and just a dollop of this uh, creamy orange sauce on the plate. A uh, nice piece of fish. Then uh, fifth was the lamb loin. Now I have to say, going to New Zealand, I was very excited about the lamb. I was expecting that this whole trip we were going to just eat the best lamb that I've ever had in my life. And uh, the seafood, the whole trip was amazing. The lamb was fine. I had a couple of good pieces of lamb, but about halfway through the trip, I realized it wasn't going to be the best lamb that I've ever had. Um, but pretty good lamb served with uh, this ratatouille that had a, a zucchini flavor, a lot of zucchini in it, and kumara, which is what they call sweet potatoes over there, um, or I guess a slightly different, the New Zealand version of a sweet potato. Sweet potato. It had this uh, kumara chip on top. Um, Finally, we move on to the sixth course, which was the cheese course. And uh, they just brought us this uh, sort of this uh, round. They, <laughs> they wheeled out a table yeah. that had all of these cheeses on it. I think there were seven different types of cheese. I think we had it. Yeah. So that was, I stammered because I was trying to avoid the word wheel because cheeses uh, come right. in it wheels. It was a round table that they wheeled out. It was yes. not a wheel of cheese, right. um, but we got to sample, uh, we got to sample, yes, yeah, seven different kinds of cheese, two goat cheeses, three sheep cheeses, two cow cheeses. Uh, Sam, do you want to just tell them now about the most interesting cheese that we, we had? We had a cheese that had volcanic ash in it. And that one was actually really good. <laughs> it was. They were all good. That one, uh, sometimes it's hard when you have something really unique and out there to decide how much you love it, if it's uh, truly because of the taste or because of the novelty of it. And I think this one scores high marks on both uh, sections of that rubric. You put it in that quadrant. It was just in both interesting and delicious. I would agree with um, that. It was one of my favorites on the on the table, I believe. Yeah. I never in my life thought that I would have a cheese that it was mixed with volcanic ash. But if you are, they, it's going to be in New Zealand. <laughs> and then they put it in front of us and we had it. Uh, then finally, we were on to dessert, which was a cherry parfait with rhubarb and yogurt. 
um, uh, with a, a sweet dessert recently. We haven't even talked about the wines. We had, we had this uh, we had seven Pas- wines. Pascal, our expert sommelier, uh, gave us all these delicious wines and, and uh, we're zipping right through the food. But we'll talk about a couple of our favorite wines. Um, so that was the seven, but then we also had an eighth bonus course because they knew that we were on our honeymoon and they were looking to take care of us. Uh, they brought us out some extra white cake with uh, a strawberry and a wine grape. Okay, so that was a lot. Uh, I will reiterate, people can follow me on social media to see pictures of all of these because then it will all make a lot more sense and you'll be able to keep them straight. Um, But Sam, let's just go through them. Do you, I guess I should ask if you have a favorite course Um, and maybe that's a good place to start. What did you think was the best thing that we had from a wide variety of different types of courses? So almost every course was excellent. There was only one that I didn't like. Um, And of the six that I did like, I think my favorite was the asparagus soup. And that surprises me because that's not usually, you know, the star of the show in my mind. Neither asparagus nor soup for me. But it was so good. Part of, I mean, I really enjoyed the presentation with them pouring it into the bowl and I could see what was on the bottom of the bowl before it even went in. So that was really cool. Second, it just tasted so good. The flavors were so good. I really liked the slow cooked egg in there and breaking it with the yolk and the white was soft and it just went really well. There were pine nuts in it and that truffle oil and the actual pieces of asparagus. The soup was awesome. It was really, really good. So I have two points to make. First, I like that you have adopted star of the show as your expression, because I think that is something I never even knew that I uh, thought this way about food, but I have said that in maybe 25 out of 35 episodes, talking about different elements and aspects of the meal. I don't know so, that I realized that you said that. I like that you just naturally <laughs> have sure picked that, that up. I realized that I picked that up. Yeah, I think eventually when we start selling Mitch Eats Food merch, uh, we may have to get star of the show <laughs> on a t-shirt or something. Um, second point that I want to make is that I had also written down asparagus soup as my favorite thing. Um, And like you said, you know, you wouldn't think that the soup course would be the best thing that you have in this meal. I mean, the fish was amazing. Uh, Again, the lamb was good. I'm just trying not to overhype it. All the cheeses. The beetroot was really good. Every course was very good. And yet, I also made the note, the asparagus soup was just delicious. It was really cool. The egg was just a great texture. uh, And how, you know, it's just like perfect when you cut into the egg and it's got that soft yolk that's not too runny but it's just like a little bit like gelatinous and it's just a good it texture runny. It, was um, it was runny but it wasn't like uh it wasn't i don't i know it wasn't gelatinous because i don't like when they gelatinous. <laughs> well mine had like a little bit of that but i i just i like the smoky taste and the orange color it also i i don't know if i said this when i was reading the description but it also had uh trout roe in it um mm. with all the other flavors the pine nuts that you mentioned um and it was just delicious everything in it was really good and again i'm a sucker for presentation the so soup was when really you creamy, when you come and heavy. pour it at the table yeah. in front of me, I the love whole the soup. Thing was great. Um, how about, uh, I mean, most unique thing? We, we talked about the cheese with volcanic ash. Uh, did you have another uh, uh, pick here? Uh, I guess we're giving out superlatives for most unique thing that we had. I think that, again, I would go with the soup. I have hmm. never had been brought a bowl that just had a soft egg in it. Sitting on truffle oil. Yeah, and then (laughs) someone came by and, and poured in from a piping hot, almost like a tea kettle, the soup into the bowl. I had never seen anything served quite like that before, so I'm going to say that that, besides the cheese with volcanic ash in it, that was probably the most 
the most unique. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was going to say, besides the, obviously the cheese, um, you've already made fun of me for my description of this, but the, I thought the lemon froth was awesome. <laughs> I liked that. Um, and I just thought that was a really cool way to do a pasta course. The pasta by itself would have been really, was good. really good. It was very good, but the lemon froth was just like this sort of unnecessary, but in a good way uh, thing. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying it would have been really good either way, but that to me just sort of took it to the next level. It that was, it made it really interesting and delicious. I really liked the flavor that it added, but I don't think that it would have had the same effect if it was just, you know, sprinkled with lemon juice. I think mm-hmm. the froth really did add something. Yeah. And I never would have thought, I've never seen that before and I never would have thought of it. And the flavors together were really good. And again, you said all the ingredients were local, but also just the style of pasta I had never seen before. Those flat noodles that were ro- rolled, they almost look like, um, like flautas. Hmm. in Mexican food. It was that shape. They were long, thin, and rolled with the cheese inside. They were soft, obviously. They weren't crispy, but that was what the shape reminded me of. Yeah. On the menu, it says it was a pasta de caramel is the name of it. And I think they said somewhere it was like candied pasta was the expression that they used. I forget if that was in the description on the menu, but I have that in my uh, notes here if that's what the uh, our waiter and sommelier told us. Um, should we? Yeah. We should talk about the wine, by the way. We, we should also mention was, that the sommelier literally served us every course with every wine and explained why he chose that wine for that course. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time with this guy, and he was really cool and really good at it. He was Pascal, our man Pascal from from, from Basel, Switzerland. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, we 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 uh, spent all this time at the winery. We should talk a little bit about the wines. Um, and you know, you and I, we we did uh, have several wine tastings while we. We were in Blenheim, but I would not consider us wine experts. Um, but we it did was learn uh, quite a bit about New Zealand wine over the course of this day and a half. Yeah, um, we just we had some really interesting ones. The asparagus soup was served with this white pepper wine, um, which had an interesting flavor. Some of them, the uh, the pasta course. Yeah, I was gonna say the pasta course came with an, an orange zest wine that was an orange color, um, and the lamb came with this uh, red wine that was. Uh, uh, they said it came from the same type of sandy soil that they have in Spain. So, uh, you know, again, and I, I can't give too much about the notes and the specifics, but it was just really cool to see the amount of care that they put into it. And uh, he was telling us all about the process and how they can make some wines taste like strawberries and cream, and they can make some taste like this other thing and by playing with the soil and things. So it was just really interesting mm. to have um, just that sort of that private dining experience where they're going to take that much time to tell us everything that we're having and that was just such a highlight of the whole meal was not just enjoying the food but trying interesting different types of wine that we haven't had and learning about why they go together and just such a cool meal the whole thing the whole experience was just awesome yeah i would i would uh call it an experience and not just a meal it really was the whole thing so speaking of experience, uh, one of the uh, more interesting, I mean, you had kind of a new experience, but maybe not new because you've tried it, but uh, I think people know from past episodes that you are not a red meat eater, and yet you gave it a shot uh, a couple times on this trip. Do you want to tell us about how it went? Sure. Well, I did mention that I really liked six out of the seven courses, so mm-hmm. it is not a surprise that the one that I did not particularly care for was the lamb. Um, I did try it. I did give it a shot because I figured if I was going to like the lamb, it was probably going to be there uh, at this really fancy gourmet restaurant in a country that specializes in lamb. Um, Didn't love it. 
Not my favorite flavor, not my favorite texture. Uh, I really did like the ratatouille that it came with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did try it. I, you know, I figured, gotta try it. I'm always game for a try. <laughs> when was the last time you had uh, had lamb? A very long time ago. I probably, when my family was eating it for dinner and I was too young to get special treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was good. It had, it was, I don't know, it, it had like a little ribbon of fat. Uh, they sort of served it in, uh, each of our plates had three, uh, <laughs> I'm going to call them medium-sized pieces because I don't know how I'm many ounces. They were, yeah, they were these, small. these they little, were like maybe a couple bites each. Um, each course was very small because there were so many of them. Right. It was really not like a... Each course was was on the small side. Yeah, and I, I don't know how intimidating that is uh, for you, or how unappealing maybe that it had the ribbon of fat. Because I I, I ate right, and I ate the fat with it, and you know it was good. Um, but I didn't know if that was uh, if that. No, I just avoided that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I tend to like leaner meat. I don't like to eat the fat in any any meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it, the texture really just throws me. Um, but even the meat, just uh, not my favorite flavor. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to say or should say before uh, we get out of here. You know, the fish course, I I just have to say, the fish was delicious. The seafood really was awesome everywhere that we went. I also didn't know that I had ever used a fish knife before. (laughs) That is true. Um, (laughs) It looked like a spoon, but it was really weirdly shaped. Yeah, that was uh, not something that landed on our wedding registry. We did not, (laughs) we don't own any uh, fish knives. Um, But you know, a lot of times when uh, you order fish and it comes with the skin on it you don't eat the fish skin and this just had this little piece of this really salty skin and, and I and it was crispy and I looked at it and it was, it was kind of like are we should we eat it do we not eat it and I was like I'm gonna eat it and it was really good um, I think we were supposed to I think that was the purpose of the fish knife yeah that oh. we were given I don't think to cut through otherwise the and every fish is very flaky we wouldn't have needed any sort of knife right so I just want to give a little shout out to the John Dory fish because the fish course was good fish course was good I also want to give just another shout out to Pascal who was Awesome. <laughs> so we have to tell our best story about Pascal. Our, our best which... story is that at the end of the meal, when we literally closed out the restaurant, we were the last ones there, I think. Uh, Pascal was uh, headed in the same direction and drove us back to our hotel where we were staying. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we ordered a taxi, and then for whatever reason, the taxi took forever to get to us. And then Pascal was ready to go home for the night, and he found out where we were staying, and he was like, "I'll just drive you." <laughs> and then, yep, he, so uh... our sommelier, who was also our waiter. <laughs> Drove us home. That's the best service I have ever had at a restaurant where the waiter and Svalia literally drives you home. Hans Herzog, I hope you are taking care of Pascal. (laughs) He was great. All right. Um, I think that's it. One last thing, though, before the exit, I just want to give a quick shout out to my mom, who is a regular listener of the podcast. And uh, this meal was actually a wedding gift uh, slash honeymoon present slash she just wanted to do something special for us. So, mom, I know that you're listening to this episode and we just want to say thank you. Thanks, because it was awesome. It was a very cool experience, so we wanted to make sure on the pod you got a shout-out, because uh, we appreciate the gift as well. So thanks, Mama. Thanks, Mama. All right. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. If you are new, you should go back and check out all of my previous episodes. Many of them have other fun guests. Some of them are just me solo. Like I said, five other episodes have Sam. If you just want to go back and look at her old ones, they are pretty popular. Uh, you can go to episode 34, just the most recent one, if you want to hear me by myself talking about a hamburger that I ate in Queenstown, New Zealand, which CNN once called the best hamburger in the world. Most episodes, though, are from places in the United States where uh, 
most of my listeners are probably more likely to go and actually try the same things that we're trying. But if you're in New Zealand, I've got more recommendations, so hit me up. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you're there, you can write a review and leave a rating in iTunes. You can tell me what you think. Tell me where I should go next. Those also help other people find the podcast. You can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search Mitch Goldich on Facebook. Again, you'll see pictures of every course, uh, all of these, uh, every meal of the podcast, but every course that we had here at Hans Herzog. So check it out. You can leave comments. You can also follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram, which has a bunch of other food pictures from New Zealand that we didn't even do episodes on. The seafood pizza picture. Go check it out. Just trust me. Um, finally, you can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends, and I'll talk to you again real soon. 